Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Two Dates Podcast. My name is Reg, and this episode is brought to you in part by New Bothwell Country Style Meats. Woo! Yep. They do custom cut and wrap, wild game processing, quality meat cuts, and sales. Look, and they're Randy's neighbor. Look, I can vouch for these people. Okay, I buy meat from there all the time. It's good shit. Maybe no one will swear in the ad. I don't know. It's good <laughs> stuff. It's good stuff. But, yeah, it's delicious. I get the farmer sausage patties all the time. They're always excellent. Never had an issue. Uh, yeah, they got friendly customer service. I'm always greeted with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's helpful. Um, yeah, they do old-fashioned farmer sausage. Mennonite farmer sausage is the bomb. It is um, delicious. And other smoke products. Yeah, like like they said, business with integrity. They will package however you want for your freezer. They'll do whatever you need. Yeah, they're going to work with you. They're going to get done what you want, when you want. It's going to be good. Exactly. You're going to love it. Yep. So head to New Bothwell, not just for the Two Idiots podcast and or the cheese. Come for the meat, too. <laughs> Come for the cheese, stay for the meat, you know? <laughs> Story of my life. That is New Bothwell Country Style Meats. Check them out. Unfortunately, Randy is not here. I'm staring at his empty chair with tears in my eyes. Um, it's heartbreaking. But joining me instead is uh, Mr. Matt Duda. How's it going? You could hear the pain in your voice that uh, <laughs> your co-host isn't here. I was really fighting it. Uh, it was about My voice was about to crack, you know? I'm, uh, I'm struggling a little bit here, guys. I'm struggling. <laughs> It's going to be okay. The sun will come up again tomorrow. Uh, to answer your question, I'm, I'm doing fantastic today. Yeah. I'm excited to be here with you. I've been Good. thinking about it all week, losing sleep, so I'm uh, about as ready to go as I can be. Oh, geez. Yeah, you shouldn't uh, shouldn't put so much pressure on yourself, especially for this. <laughs> it's going to be a good day. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Matt's been a, a friend of mine for, uh, Jesus, a long time. I was trying to figure it out this morning. Well, our wives met first, and then, uh, so we met shortly after that, so they were probably in school in, shit, 2012, 11? I feel it was before that. Like, I'm trying to figure out when my wife and I started dating, and this is something I (laughs) should really remember right now. Shout out to the wife. Um, I think we started dating in 2009, and I think it was that. Really? Me and Kat, too. Holla. Was it that winter that they went to school together? I don't think so. No, no. Uh, it would have been at the earliest, 2010 sometime. Probably fall of 2010, maybe. Early 2011. We'll say that. Yeah. That's yeah. when we became friends. Either way. Love at first sight. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> first time I met Matt, his shirt was off. It was, uh, it was, it was enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll tell the story how uh, <laughs> how it was so your listeners don't get too confused. Yeah. Um, so, um, my wife and Kat, uh, they went to school together to become estheticians. And one of the things that they do is waxing, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, when Andrea, which is my wife's name, was going to school, um, I needed to be a guinea pig for different <laughs> procedures. So, um, massage was one of them. That was a good day. That was hilarious. Yeah. There was two low-hanging fruit jokes, right? <laughs> like, there was too many that day. <laughs> so, um... Coloring fingernails was another one. Oh, yeah? So I had beautiful French nails. (laughs) But, yeah, so I was a guinea pig for waxing, right? So being an awesome boyfriend, I'm like, (laughs) you know what? You can wax my chest. You can wax my back. Like, you can, like, practice makes perfect, right? (laughs) And I think when I met you, I was about halfway through the chest wax. Pretty much. And I was beat red. 
<laughs> and I was angry. And you have a picture of that still. <laughs> Somewhere. But that's the day we it. met. <laughs> it is. It's a match made in heaven. Yeah. Um, it was, <laughs> I do remember that pretty vividly. Yeah, the guy did not look <laughs> impressed. But he's laying on the, laying on his back and his chest <laughs> ripped apart. <laughs> We're just shooting the shit. It was good. I thought I was going to puke. <laughs> like... <laughs> And and that is that has nothing to do with my wife's technique or anything like that. The, <laughs> the first that, time yeah. that you get your chest waxed and you're not used to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like every time that she ripped ah, that Kelly paper Clarkson. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've never gotten anything like that done. I've had one small patch, like a couple inches across on my on my back or on my on my shoulders. And I, I'm like, never again. And that was enough to convince you, right? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Just finished. Yeah. And uh, Kat's like, oh, don't be a baby. It doesn't even yeah. hurt. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> it does a lot. <laughs> but but when the hair comes back, it's finer. It doesn't come back as thick. Blah, I, blah, I don't blah. care. No. It, it hurts too much. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. I'll just trim it every now and again. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and the older you get, the more hair you get, which is, you know, yeah. sucks. Embrace but, it. Yeah. Yeah. Just own it. It's like a second sweater. Exactly. Uh, but, but yeah, it's... Actually, she was just talking about, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about, no, she she didn't say I couldn't. Anyways, uh, she recently did, you know, like body sugaring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't realize that you actually like, you hold a ball of this sugar waxy stuff and then you're like applying it with your fingers and ripping it as you go. So it's not like a wax strip. It's not like a cloth strip that you're putting on, Um, which is interesting to me because she did a Brazilian. So your fingers are like in there you know like pretty intimately <laughs> I'm like girls just do that like it's no big deal I, uh, it's kind of fucking weird <laughs> well and it I don't know like putting yourself through that much pain down there like I just couldn't do it no, no. god no even for a dare how much money would it take for you Ooh. to let someone rip the hair out of your nuts like five bucks like <laughs> <laughs> he's just a sadist <laughs> it's a coffee and a pack of hockey cards man like I'm no, like I don't think there's any amount of money. Like, yeah. no, no, not a chance. Well, actually, a buddy at hockey yesterday was talking about. He offered a coworker of his who was also at hockey. He said um, he offered to give him a thousand bucks to eat like a paper cardboard tag off of, like a work shirt or whatever. <laughs> He's like, you just, I'll give you the money. You just eat it. He got up to I think he said twenty five hundred bucks, and he'd cook for him for a week or whatever. And the guy wouldn't do it. I'm like, in a heartbeat, I'd be like, man, show me the money. I'll eat it right now. It's just cardboard. Easy peasy. That's true. It's not even gross. It's just difficult. That, that wouldn't be a lot of fun. No, it wouldn't. But for a thousand bucks, I'd eat worse than cardboard. <laughs> I remember in high school, we were dissecting pig hearts and we had that same conversation. <laughs> and I think like being a high school kid, I think all it took was 10 bucks. Yeah. And we had someone eat a chunk of it. <sighs> so just got they're, tri- they're fine today. I'm just pretty got sure they're still... or whatever. He's got worms and shit. <laughs> I'm sure they're still alive. So... <laughs> We don't know for sure. Um, actually, I remember that too. I worked at a restaurant when I was like 16 and one of the guys, he was a bit uh, uh, stupid. Anyways, um, and he had, one of the guys offered him, fuck, was it even more than five or 10, 15 bucks, something like that tip? Because you, you clean the grill off and it was like the scraping off the grill. So it's like burnt like liver juice and meat juice and just... <laughs> So he took a little piece. He's like, you know, I, whatever it was. I don't think it was more than maybe twenty bucks. And the dude just, without hesitation, yep, <laughs> takes it. Like, dude, down the hatch. Yeah, I, I don't know. But for a thousand bucks, I'll eat a piece of cardboard all day. Sometimes oh. I'm too lazy to take stickers off of apples. So what's the difference? 
You just take a big enough bite. You don't even know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get fat like this by accident, folks. <laughs> it's a process. Yeah. I'm a method actor. I'm basically Christian Bale without getting skinny first. <laughs> but uh, anyway, speaking of high school, Mr. Duda here is a uh, is a high school teacher, which I always find really interesting. I... Uh, <laughs> I like talking to teachers kind of about, uh, you know, how's, how's the youth of today and kind of keep on top of it, whether we're actually uh, going to hell in a handbasket, like, <laughs> like people seem to think, or if there's more optimism. Because we've had a teacher on before, and he spoke glowingly, but maybe he's a nice guy and, you know, a little too optimistic. What do you yeah. think? How, how are the kids of today in your experience? Um, I, I would say there's a lot of hope. Like, you look at the future and you look at the students that... I see on a day-to-day basis. Like, I'd say there's a ton of hope for the future. Good, good. Um, Glad to hear that. No uh, no going to hell in a handbasket, anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just kids seem to have their head on right. Like, good. it's 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 awesome. Which is surprising if all you listen to is the, is the news or you listen to, you know, the boomers, quote-unquote, talk about how kids are stupid these days and all they do yeah. is stare at their phone or whatever else, which is easy to get sucked into. And it, some of it's probably true, but... Mm-hmm. I am glad to hear that at least, uh, you know, it's not quite as bad as, as they make it out to be. Well, and just so many myths, right? Like, yeah. um, some of them that I hear, and this is from like even family members too, but you can't mark, you can't mark in red pen anymore. Um, <laughs> students can't fail grades, stuff yeah. like that. Like things are made way too easy for them. They're, they're not. Oh no. Um, you still have to work for what you want and you got to work hard. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I see again, day to day, like students are willing to work hard. Um, they're so there's no, go. there's no incentive. There's no, uh, you can't fail kids anymore. No. Um, I think my understanding in grade school or elementary school up to that point. Yeah. Um, they'll just push. And, and I might be misunderstanding this, right? Yeah. But I know in, in high school, if your grade is below a certain point, yeah, you don't get the credit for that. Good. So. Nor um, should you. You can, you can <laughs> definitely fail. Good. I think that's important. And again, that's important for people to realize because you can't just believe the myths about mm-hmm. everything, right? It's, but yeah, everybody's heard that. I, I guess even, I mean, even if that's true in lower grades, it's, uh, it's still kind of dangerous because now you're still forcing kids that aren't ready to go ahead. You know, like nobody wants the stigma of being held back. Um, I never mm-hmm. was luckily, but I know people that were, and you know, you don't, you don't want that right now. You're, you're older. Oh, were you actually? <laughs> well, I was born late in the year, so my parents held me uh, back, so. Actually, my, my sister started a year late, and I would have too, but I liked school too much, like a nerd. And so then <laughs> she and I started the same year, uh, which is super fun, you know, sharing a grade. And they luckily, they kept us at a, the same class because there's always two classes per grade because otherwise we probably would have murdered each other. But um, yeah, it's super weird having your older sister in the same grade as you. It's gross. I never knew that, <laughs> yeah. that you guys went to school in the same grade. Yeah, it's super. it was super annoying. And she would always tattle on me and shit, so I had to be really careful. Like when I what I said around, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's a big sucker. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so we because we're less than a year uh, apart, mm-hmm. so basically she started when she was six, and then that same year, uh, they gave me a little test to be like, you go for a couple of days kindergarten, see how you feel. And of course, me being me, I was like, woohoo, yeah. <laughs> and so then, um, yeah, we continued together. So and then turns out I actually graduated before her. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, she uh, she unfortunately dropped out uh, towards the end of grade twelve, and then went back the following year to okay. finish. But I was just like, it's so interesting to be like we started the same time. I'm younger, graduated earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, that's you do it whenever you want to do it. It's no harm, no foul. But 
even on that point, right? Like to go back the next year and finish, like yeah, that's huge. Exactly. Um, Especially she was just like, barely short. So most people would be like, ah, fuck it. Close enough. Right. I'm not going to go back for that. So, yeah. I mean, I give her props for that. Cause it, I, I wouldn't want to do that. I, oh. I had one class that I ended up, I failed in grade 11 and, cause I just was pissing around with friends and just didn't care about it. It was a random English class. <clears throat> but I had to take it the next year again. And even that, like within the same time frame, you're hanging out with these kids that are even just one year or less than you and you feel like you're a loser. And then the teacher was super cool. He's just like, uh, he went to the front of the class for like first day. He's like, no, no, uh, uh, I know you can do this. So I'll just give you, count this as a spare. I'll just give you 75 and we'll mark you here and you're good to go. I was like, thanks, that's man. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's incredible. Thanks. <laughs> so I didn't have to do anything all that. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> so he must have taught you before and had experience with so you He before, was the same or? teacher I failed that class the year before. And so I guess he realized based on what I was doing that I just wasn't, I don't know, applying myself. That you were pissing around, like yeah, you said. Yeah. He just didn't, didn't take it seriously or I guess or whatever. And. And he's just like, man, I know you can do this, so you don't have to be here. So like, oh, this guy again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, see you later. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. So I, I didn't like him until then, but uh, but now I, th- I think pretty highly of him. Now you guys are buds. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, speaking of high school, um, what what is it like being a, you know, a relatively young guy as a high school teacher with kids that are, you know, 10 years younger than you-ish almost, right? So is that, is that a weird dynamic sometimes? Um. No, no. Um, I, I'm trying to think of some answer here that I can uh, give you a meaty answer, but no, it's uh, it's not strange at all. Um, being a younger guy, and I'm I'm going to say this more towards the beginning of my career, and I, yeah. and I say that like I started so long ago, but <laughs> um, I started teaching five years ago, so really not that long ago. Yeah. Um, at that point, I guess you can relate a little better, and I'm starting to <laughs> date myself with some of my references. Yeah. So, like, I'm a huge Simpsons fan. Mm-hmm. So, whenever I reference Simpsons or something like that, and, <laughs> you know, I see a lot of deer in the headlights staring back at me. Um, yeah, then I realize that I've dated myself, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's... I, I don't know how to say it, really. It's yeah. it's not a weird relationship. It's... Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just at a really good school. Maybe that's what it is. Could be. Yeah. I'm sure it varies, right? Because... Like you've hadn't have haven't had issues with um, like say uh, kids disrespecting you because you're young or trying to take advantage of you because you're young or maybe when you were earlier on. What's the beard? I think that's uh, what. Uh, yeah. Like so, my very first year, I think this is when I was student teaching. Um, I had a student who was talking when I was talking. So, being a 24 or 25 <laughs> year old, that makes it a little bit different, right? Yeah. So. You're not that much older than the students. There, there's not that respect level, and you're a new teacher who's just come yeah. in, right? They're gonna so, push their limits like kids do, right? Yeah. So this guy was talking, and uh, I asked him to be quiet, and he told me to f off. <laughs> and um, so thinking on my feet, I walk up to him, and I'm like, "Do you want to rephrase that?" <laughs> no. Wow. So at that point, as a 24, 25 year old, like you're lost. Yeah. You're like, okay, what do I do? Yeah. I gave this guy a chance to apologize or change his tune, and he was like, "No." Mm-hmm. Oh God, what do I do? <laughs> so luckily I had a really good cooperating teacher at that point who, uh, who helped me out in that situation. And, yeah. uh, he and the student <clears throat> left the classroom and had a chat and, uh, good. yeah, things were good after that. So, <laughs> but yeah, like 
and I think too, like just the fact that I've been at the same school for a few years and the students know me, yeah, that that kind of changes the dynamic as well. That like I I find that I get along very well with, I would say the vast majority of students at the school. Good. Um, and I think that kind of changes the relationship. That it's, uh, yeah, I, I I don't even know how to explain it, which yeah. is. No, that's helpful. It, it kind of goes to show, even when growing up, even for me, uh, and I think most people can relate, when you had a sub come in, nobody took the sub seriously, unless, you know, either you've had them before or whatever. It's like, same thing. You have a new teacher, you're going to kind of fuck around, and, and there's yeah. always, and especially subs. There were subs that I hated. And the ones I, that made you work? Well, no. <laughs> they're just, there's just one that sticks in my I know her name, and I'm not going to say it, but fuck, I hated that bitch. <laughs> oh, for whatever reason, she just... Her and I just couldn't see eye to eye, and just something about something about how she handled herself is just like it just didn't no, it just didn't jive. And I'm normally pretty, you know, pretty good with teachers, and you know, apparently I'm a teacher's pet, and I get along well with teachers. I don't know with adults in general, I typically always did, but with her, man, I still remember one assignment she gave us. She's like, uh, she explained it, and it didn't make sense, or just, she was being a dummy. And uh, at least to me, I was this was grade seven, eight, and I just thought I was hot shit, I guess, or whatever. And I was just like. I didn't understand what she was talking about. I was mad. I got grumpy at her. And so I just wrote my name at the top and handed it in. <laughs> She's like, you didn't do anything. I was like, like oh, you passed the test. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it, uh, being a teacher, it's, uh, it's interesting because you, you're kind of supposed to be uh, sort of a parent mm-hmm. and yet uh, also not. <laughs> well, also trying to teach these kids without, you know, I don't know. It's, a, it, it, it's an interesting line to walk, I imagine. Um, have you had... Uh, a lot of interesting, like, that's another myth, I guess, of, of being a teacher is that uh, it seems to be now that parents seem to think that if their kid is failing, it's a teacher's fault. Whereas back in the day, it'd be like, they would say to their kids, smarten up, you know what I mean? It'd, mm-hmm. it'd be, they would protect the teacher because teacher knows best, they're another adult, they're looking after you. Whereas that paradigm seems to have flipped. Do you feel like it has? I'd say to an extent it does. I know, yeah. like... I, I guess I would say like parents are more willing to go to bat for their kids. And I, I don't know if they were or not in the past or if it was really different. Yeah. Um, like, I, I wish I could tell you more just like, let's say I'd been teaching for 40 years and I could tell you based <laughs> yeah. on my experience what I've seen. But sure. um, I, I don't know if parents necessarily go that far and say, oh, it's the teacher's fault. Oh, it's oh, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you'll have more of a serious conversation. And I, I think parents are willing to hear you out. And then at that point, they're willing to, I guess, make their judgment on what the situation yeah. is. And again, that'll be case by case, school by school, division by division, like especially being in a small, um, you know, largely Mennonite town, like many of them are around here. Um, it, uh, it's a different dynamic because I imagine in, in many of the, the more urban city areas, it probably is a little bit more where it's like it's the system's fault. It's the teacher's fault and less on the student, yeah. which, is, which isn't fair to anybody. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, no, like I wish, uh, I'll tell you a funny little story here. Sure. Um, so did you ever go to parent-teacher growing up? Uh, probably. I don't really remember, but probably. So my parents dragged me when I was still in grade 11. Um, <laughs> so I would be averaging between an 87, let's say, and 87 and 97. Somewhere yeah. in there, all my marks fell in. Yeah. So we'd go there and we'd meet with all my teachers and... I don't know if my parents were just going to say like your son's really smart like <laughs> keep doing that, keep doing what you're doing. They need that but, validation. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so my I, I'd be sitting at like a 93 or 94, and my dad would look the teacher like straight in the eyes and be like, "What can my son do better at?" 
I was like, dude, he's rocking a 94. Like, yeah. leave him alone. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, Even with a margin so, of error, that's pretty good. <laughs> so then the teacher would be like, oh, well, you know, he can he can talk less in class and kind of focus on his stuff. So I thought I had what was a really good mark, and I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah. So we'd get back to the car and start driving home. And so uh, I think we really need to take this seriously and work on this, that you need to talk a little less in class. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thanks, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that'll be hundreds across the board. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing holding me back because I just talk too much. But Which, yeah, yeah, it was just ridiculous. So finally, grade 12, they're like, you don't need to go anymore. And I was like, praise the Lord. Yeah, this right? is fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I actually had the same critique. Maybe that's why we get along so well. Because I still, grade two, I vividly remember it. <clears throat> we had, actually, it was a parent-teacher thing. And so, of course, I didn't tell my parents that my teacher had forced me to move my desk right up to the chalkboard because <laughs> I wouldn't work otherwise. I just talk shit with everybody else. And, uh, and she would eventually like, I'd occasionally move back and then I, she'd give me shit again and I'd have to move back. She'd give to you the, a chance. Yeah. And then I would fail every time. <laughs> so at one time I remember that my parents came in, <laughs> I remember being so embarrassed because like my, my desk was right up against the wall, right underneath the chalkboard. Were all, all the by other myself. ones in groups? Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yours is off by, itself. by itself isolation yeah and uh they're like why why is it here and i'm like oh and then they spoke to the teacher and then i got in trouble <laughs> did did the belt come out uh well maybe or was that not a belting occasion well i'm trying to remember i don't remember all of the belting occasions but there were <laughs> there were several belting occasions <laughs> that might have fallen within that spectrum <laughs> This wasn't a serious enough violation. It might have just been a, a stern talking to. I'm trying to remember if... Uh, hmm. I'm, I might have gotten a smack. I'm not sure. <laughs> and that was a TSN turning point in your life. <laughs> da, 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 da. But no, that absolutely was not. I, uh, <laughs> been a bit of a chatty Kathy my entire life. And look at me, having a podcast. Weird. <laughs> but uh, speaking of corporal punishment, you have a young son. How, ah. do, you, how do you feel about that stuff? Ooh. You gonna smack him? You gonna beat him? Oh. Throw him off the roof? Have you, you already? <laughs> you know, like let's uh, let's go right back to the beginning of the day he was born. Um, no, um, shut I'm, up. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know. It's such a gray area. Like, yeah. So of course, there's no corporal punishment in in schools anymore, which is yeah. a good thing, right? Yeah. Because uh, my dad, tell, my my dad tells me stories about when he went to school, right? Yeah. And like that's terrifying. <laughs> Um, that's sort of and his, his the, mother supported that. Like, of course, it's like the old NHL coaches now. Right? That whole thing where it's like the old school guys seem to constantly be kicking and yeah. smacking guys, <laughs> and now it's coming back to them. It's just like the old school yeah. teachers and the old school parents. It's great. Just hit them. Oh, exactly. No, I don't. I don't know. Like I, I haven't done enough reading on it. Like yeah. my my son's too small for anything like that. So, um, if if he does something he's not supposed to, sometimes he'll take a small swat on the hand and yep. we'll say no, and that's after repeated no don't do this no yeah. don't do that I think let's it's try reasonable. something else yeah. like let's I think back in the day it was it was used uh, a bit much and there's definitely a lot of people on the side of uh, people need to get hit more because that seems <laughs> to be working uh, but on some level it kind of encourages violence in a way that probably isn't very helpful in a society you know because yeah. now kids they tend to if you've been hit you tend to hit and you you know it kind of becomes more of a thing but at the same time, I mean, I don't have kids, but I feel like it's, um, I'm kind of in the middle because I grew up, you know, dad comes home, you get a, you get a SWAT. Like yeah. We had the belt hang on the wall and like when shit got squirrely, that's, <laughs> uh, that's, that's when you get it. Um, so at the same time, I think occasionally, mm-hmm. 
Uh, a little, you know, especially the, the smack on the hand. I think that's reasonable. I'm not a super fond of seeing people kind of smack their kids in the mouth if they're, you know, they're kind of being too noisy or whatever. Yeah. I don't really like that. And the occasional smack on the ass, you know, I think sometimes you deserve it. Kind of keeps a good balance. It's, you know, it's or I'd rather the threat of it be a thing, you know, worth yeah. enough that you never need it. But what do I know? I don't have kids. But well, and that's the thing, right? Like, where is the line? When when have you gone too far as a parent? Like the the big thing that I don't want to do is. Like, I don't want my kid to, like, be intimidated or, like, to respect me because they're intimidated by me. Like, that's just not the way that I want to parent. You know what I mean? And I mean, if that doesn't jive with people who are listening, parenting styles or anything like that, it's nothing against what you do. If you've found something that works, fantastic. But for for me, yeah, like, that's the last thing I want. I want my kid to respect and love me because they respect and love me. I don't want it through intimidation. I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to be, you got to be fair. Like it's just, it's not. Uh, you know, it shouldn't always be the first response, right? And <laughs> but, if there's a, a small swat on the hand or a yep. small swat on the behind, something like that. Yeah. Like, as long as you're not overusing it, and that's what you're going yep. to. And when you're mad or you've had a bad day, yeah. now, oh yeah, now you're getting this punishment because exactly. I had a terrible day. You yep. know, and it just, <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's got to be used sparingly, if at all, and it not when you're mad. Like it has to be. If you're going to do it, I've heard it said that basically you should be doing it to punish your kid, not because you're angry. Yeah. So like, you know, it's it's a thing. It's a fine line as well, I guess. Well, I take but. a long time to cool down. Like, I mean, no, <laughs> Three days later. But it's like, yeah, so now the message is completely lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like you want to you want to discipline quick enough that the message is still there for the act. Right. Yeah. But you also don't want to discipline when you're when you're still angry right exactly. so or over or know. overdo it in a way that now how do you escalate that right yeah. like so say your kid does something like a kid does and breaks something or does not my garage yeah yeah, yeah right <laughs> and you give them a kick down the stairs or something then then oh. what do you do when they actually do something really bad right? oh yeah no. <laughs> no i uh yeah it's i guess i'll cross that bridge when i get there eh? but makes sense like i was spanked as a kid oh yeah and like my brother and i got spanked for getting along which was <laughs> I remember you like, telling me that. <laughs> well, to dr- be fair, you probably both deserved it. Like we, we hated each other, right? Yeah. And then he was the best man at my wedding, and yeah. I ended up being the best man at his, which was sweet. Um, but yeah, like we'd get spanked for stuff, and we didn't like each other, so it was usually like <laughs> us fighting, and then we'd get spanked, right? Yeah. Like he was playing video games one day, and I was vacuuming the floor, and I'm like, what if I put the vacuum on his back? <laughs> and like it was one of those ones with the roller inside yeah, yeah, with the yeah. car, and I'm pretty sure like it pulled his skin in and went like <laughs> and so like I got spanked for that right yeah. and um yeah like then there would be moments where we're finally getting along like we're coming back from the city and we're actually talking and we're telling each other jokes and laughing right yeah. but dad's trying to focus on the road in a, in a snowstorm <laughs> yeah and we're being a little too loud and distracting right and so <laughs> the threats there like quiet down or something's gonna happen right like yeah. either i'll get in an accident or you guys are getting spanked one of the two maybe both yeah <laughs> double spanking if it's an accident yeah. but so we're whispering and still telling jokes and stories and that and then yeah. we just burst out laughing and that's it and so yeah we get home and we get spanked and yep. yeah but like i got spanked i don't think it well i don't know <laughs> you you can be the judge just looking at me annoying me for as long as you have did do you think it impacted me no um i, I don't know if that specifically <laughs> you well you pair it with this and this and oh yeah, yeah now we can yeah. start to see um snowballs 
But yeah, like I was spanked as a kid. I and just from my personal experience, I don't think it had any negative, yeah. like negative, lasting impact. Now that's not to say that there's not people out there who their parents kick the shit out of them, right? Yeah. Every time it was time for discipline. Exactly. Yeah. And now they have certain problems because of it, right? So um, I didn't experience that. So as far as corporal punishment goes, um, I guess kind of like what you said, there's there's a time and a place yeah. and a certain extent. But That's yeah, fair. my little guy, like at 14 months, yeah, we're, we're too small for any of that yet. <laughs> I get that. And tons and, of attitude though. And like you said, it, it's, it, it's, it's fair to say that... <laughs> Every parent's different. Like it, it, in today's society, it seems to be it's always everybody's trying to find the one size fits all for everything, whether it's health, whether it's fitness, whether it's parenting, whether it's political, yeah. whatever. It's all one thing. This is either this or it's that. And that's that's all it is. Um, and that's not true or fair. And everything is nuanced. So it's like if it works for you, I mean, time will tell if it actually works one way or the other. But um, whatever works. So. As long as you're not abusing your kids, then uh, I think uh, have at her. <laughs> Maybe he'll just be so good there'll be no need for any of there that. There you go. Be like, Perfect. Like, buddy, Utopia. <laughs> buddy, we don't do that. Okay. All right, Dad. Yeah, that sounds right. Thanks for telling me, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're the best. You know everything. <laughs> thank, thank you, son. Yeah, I don't know what Mom's talking about all the time. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> she says what now? <laughs> Wait, rewind just a second, yeah. son. <laughs> Oh, that'd be bad. That'd be great. He'd be a little spy. <laughs> <laughs> Write everything down. <laughs> Train him real good. Yeah. Just a little KGB officer. Or the whole uh, social, uh, um, what's that called? Social engineering they're doing in China. Right? So you got to like rat each other out and shit. You hear about that? No. You get like, uh, I think we mentioned it before, but you, you get, I think it's a point system in that. So basically, say you're a bad driver. Uh, it deducts X number of points off your total score as a person. Um, and then say you're, I don't know, uh, I think if you're unemployed, if you, uh, basically if it, all these types of things, interactions with people and whatever, it affects your overall score. And if your score goes too low, you're not allowed to use public transit. You're not allowed to leave the country. You're not allowed to have certain uh, accessibility to certain things. Uh, but if you're really high on that list then you know you get extra perks or discounts or this blah 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 blah, blah. you get more access which is interesting on some level i can kind of get behind it because you know people would probably be a little bit better if they actually thought that it mattered um but on the same time we don't want people ratting each other out for all these little things people do that already (laughs) you don't want to you don't want to do that well i'm just looking at it like so you could be a charitable kind We'll, we'll add intelligent human being yeah. into this. So you're you're this awesome person, but you're a bad driver. Exactly. Yeah. So especially oh, in China, <laughs> no public transit for you. Yeah. No, like yeah. Mind you, that would be an extreme example, but it really depends. I don't know how they're scored, right? So it means if bad driving is rated too highly over those other things, then yeah, that absolutely could be an issue. Um, I mean, of course, it's a communist regime where everything is pretty tight, and uh, it's interesting. Actually, while I was just in Hong Kong um, a little while ago a couple weeks ago and who I was with he was saying that when they ducked into uh, Shenzhen which just across the border from Hong Kong like I didn't go there but he did it's interesting you go there and suddenly like Google doesn't work and your internet just only certain things work it's you can't use Facebook you can't use YouTube like all these things are very shut down Um, so of course you can the government can say whatever they want to say um, and how are you going to refute that yeah (laughs) unless you that's wild dark web VPN stuff or something but yeah, so that puts it into perspective that we got it pretty fucking good here. 
Yeah, like, we do. We can, uh, we can kind of do whatever we like. <laughs> Almost. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Especially as white cis males. Yeah. No, and that's... I, on our way here, we were talking about... We actually drove together, I should say yeah, that too. We so yeah. we we talked about a lot of things that may not appear on here that... <laughs> but they should. <laughs> they can. They absolutely can. They, they can't. Yeah. I, <laughs> they can't. They <laughs> Stay tuned for episode two. <laughs> what did you mean by this? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like when you, when you had Matt Falk on, you guys talked about white privilege, yeah. right? And... Uh, that was something that we chatted about, and a lot of people look at that as one of the myths of society, right? Yeah. But really, like, how many things have you not had to put up with based on the exactly. color of your skin and, uh, I guess, your your sex by birth, right? Yeah. So there was something that we did in um, my grade 11 history class. Uh, we did a... Um, I'm trying to remember the actual name of this activity but essentially it showed privilege so you all like we did it in the gym yeah everyone started on the same baseline yeah and it said i can do this because like i can go into this building without worry i can do this without worry yeah and at the end of the questions you kind of look around and the farther you got across the floor um supposed to represent the level of privilege that uh that you enjoy in society yeah and it, it was interesting right yeah. So at a young age to be exposed to that and just kind of look around and be like, okay, like I do have things yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um, are there those around me that I can help out a little bit and make sure. sure that when I have the opportunity, if someone does need a hand anywhere, like I, I can do that and I can be there for them. Right. Because exactly. I've got this privilege. I can help others to yeah. attain what they might not have access to if, exactly. if I'm in that situation. Right. Well, and it's, it's interesting because typically um, the things that we tend to have are, are normally, you know, either taken from someone else or uh, gained by taking advantage of someone else, which, let's be honest, that's all Canada is. <laughs> like, we're, we're on, you know, arguably stolen land um, in some cases, right? Or, or at least um, misunderstood agreements in some places, I think, which may or may not be fair, you know, whatever, that's another discussion, but mm-hmm. at the very least, we're on land that may or may not be, uh, you know, ours to keep, um, and, you know, we kind of, <laughs> we're sitting pretty here, right, yeah. and, and and we kind of marginalize other things, and it's, it's not, what was that quote that you mentioned uh, on the way here? Um, so just kind of based on the attitude, some of the attitudes that we see toward, like, let's say the treaties yeah. or attitudes towards indigenous persons by those who are not of that background like that yeah. kind of thing right yep um so i was at a pd session one of the quotes that stuck with me was when you've become accustomed to privilege uh equality will feel like oppression exactly yep and so that's one of the things that we talked about on the way here yeah um and how people are like well it's hard to be a white male now or like First Nations or Indigenous peoples have it so good now because the government's giving them so much money, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just... Which is ludicrous. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the arguments out there, like how many of these people actually know what's in the treaties? Yeah. How many of these people are aware of the history yeah. that uh, this country has went through um, with Indigenous persons and non-Indigenous persons? Very like, few. So it's, easy, it's easy just to say, get over it. 
yeah. instead of actually being like, hey, maybe I, I, I'm not um, overtly responsible, but in some way, you know, you're kind of perpetuating the same sort of uh, situation that, especially in areas where, where we are, where you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, Jan Seed over there, but uh, we, <laughs> it's very similar in that it's, it's very rural, conservative, small town groups and, and communities um, that are predominantly white. In, or at least they were until very recently. Um, I can't imagine. Well, I don't know what the breakdown in Steinbeck is, but I still think it's probably eighty percent white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think it's it's important to. And again, it, it's different in again more urban settings where everybody kind of mingles and and you kind of see a lot more cultures. Like going to Vancouver or even Toronto, <clears throat> like everybody's walking around and like you don't know where they're from, you don't know who they are, where what they are, but like. It's a much more like amalgamated yeah. type thing, whereas here it's it's not. <coughs> I wouldn't say it's overtly um, segregated, but it, it kind of just is. People just don't typically come here unless yeah. they're from the same families that are here, um, and I think it's important to um, to be aware of that. Because uh, I, I brought up with a, a previous guest, um, shout out to Janelle, um, and she said I was naive, and I I probably am, but I was basically saying that I wish we could set up something that would be like an exchange student program for reserves so like white kids from here would spend say a semester up north or wherever and in like a reserve that you set up kind of a a system of and and again with the with the specter of of residential schools kind of still hovering it's not maybe not great but if they're open to it then say one of their high school students comes down and spends so they kind of we get a feel for what that is like. And like, so then kids come back from up north or come from wherever the reserve is, even Roseau down south. Um, yeah. And then you, you see it, like you, you get the feeling and now you're kind of in the community. And again, it, it might be a bit early, but I, I hope that we can work towards something because right now it's just pockets of people that nobody acknowledges until something bad happens um, that have terrible systems. And sure, is the government throwing a lot of money around? Uh, yeah. Are they throwing enough? Probably not. This infrastructure is not there. It's it's flawed. Um, and to just hide in our little secluded areas saying, hey, fuck those people. Yeah. It's not fixing anything. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's the just going back to what you were saying there with kind of an exchange program. So you, you'd be creating empathy, yeah. which is I think one of the biggest things that we need to do yep. is try and create some some level of understanding where you yep. can say that would suck to go through. Exactly. Yeah. Um not only would that suck to go through, but I now feel that I have some level of understanding, not not as if I went through it, but I can try and be, I can try and have empathy for exactly. you and try and understand that what you went through has had an impact on, let's say, life today or um, your current life, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, like w- without that understanding, like I guess... You can read up as much as you want, right? And maybe that will have an impact on uh, your attitude or your beliefs. Um, but to have something that creates empathy. And I'm, I'm going to plug a certain program that we do in, in school. Sure. Um, or a certain activity. We do an activity called the blanket activity. Sounds familiar, but okay. Where um, you have these blankets that are put together on the floor. And that represents the landmass. And as you go through it... Um, you're living on this land and it's being folded up into smaller parcels and you can only stay on the blanket. You can't walk on the floor. Um, okay. And you have 
you have uh, dolls as well that you're carrying and that represents your child and your child's taken from you and that kind of uh, stuff and your land's taken and yeah. you're dying from disease, you're dying through warfare. Um, and so although it's a simulation, there is there is some empathy that comes from something like that. Yep. And just to say, like, to have that visual representation, like there there is more of an understanding that accompanies that. And yeah. you start to get to the point where you're like, I, I can understand why people are upset. Yeah. Um, when I was growing up, um, my attitudes weren't anywhere near what they are now. Same, um, man. Same. <laughs> I had a certain very flawed attitude. Um, and I can say that now looking back at it, that it was flawed. It was uneducated. Yep. And um, I guess really flat out it would be racist. Yeah. And the more I've read, the more people that I've talked to, like my attitudes have started to change. And I I would say that they've, they've changed by this point quite, quite some time ago now, but there were certain things that, that I believed at that time. And then I got the information of how things actually are. And yeah, you just, you're like, wow. So what did, what did I base that attitude on? What did I base? Like what information did I have? Nothing. That's not really information yeah. at all. And so... <laughs> it's almost like traditional bias, you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's passed down through the family or, or through your, your group of, whether it's friends, family, coworkers, in the area in which you grow up. Mm-hmm. And that it's just like, it's like a uh, an accepted norm or something. That this is just what people from here think and that's what I should probably think. Mm-hmm. But I, I was in the same boat, again, because our, our hometowns are very similar. Um, and it's the same thing. It's like, you <laughs> you hear these things and they make sense, quote unquote, in a very like base level, um, misunderstood way. But then when you actually talk to people or ask questions, which I'm kind of annoying at, but I, I, I do. And I like to have, and again, with the podcast, it's been fantastic, like chatting with a couple indigenous folks and, and mm-hmm. people involved in that. And it's like, and not even just about indigenous things, but just people in general. It's like, Mm-hmm. Ask questions. Let's just learn about each other here. We're not. Like, we're all people. <laughs> go out and go out and meet each other. Yeah. Like it's um, you you've got this fear of the unknown, right? And yep. if you don't, if you don't know someone or understand someone, it's very easy to hold on to these misconceptions that you yep. have. You versus them. Yeah. That type of shit. Well, and you you see people as as the other, right? Like there's something that's not the same, and you don't view each other. Like you're you're all people. You're all yep. you're all on that same level. You're all people. Exactly, and to accept people for well, honestly, whatever it is, like, and let go of those misconceptions. Like, that's I was gonna say that'd be our solution to world peace, right there. But (laughs) um, no, it's it's a lot harder for people to do than than just saying read a book and figure it out, right? So yeah, that that's absolutely true, and um, yeah, especially when there's been centuries of you know, oppression or of, of just a, a status quo, you know, yeah. where it's like, this is what we do. And then it's, but, but why are we doing that? Don't ask questions. This is just what we do, regardless of what it is, socio, political, um, economic, you know, religious, it's just what we do. Stop asking yeah. questions. And, and, but the thing is, if you don't, then you become stale and you know, things don't progress. And I think we are working in the right direction, I yeah. think. Um, but there's definitely some some elements that are going the wrong way. Just about working in the right direction. Um, I had a substitute professor, Kevin Lamaru, um, and I believe he's still working or he's still teaching at the University of Winnipeg. Okay. Um, if you ever get a chance, and anyone listen, if you ever get a chance to listen to this guy speak, one of the greatest speakers you're ever going to really? hear. Um, I'll have to get him in here. 
<laughs> one thing that he said that stuck with me, and this is, so we're going back 2012, 2013. Yeah. And... My memory sucks. <laughs> so to to say that something has stuck with me to this point, um, and I'm going to be paraphrasing right here, but he said, I, I, I don't blame Christians. I don't blame white people. Yeah. I don't blame, like basically what he was trying to say is, I, I do not blame you guys for what has happened to indigenous peoples. Yeah. Um, to this point and he was he was talking to our class right and for the current situation he's like but we can all agree that there is an issue that we need to deal with and if you want to be part of the solution yeah that's that's essentially what we're asking right um so i don't hold a grudge if you want to be part of the solution that's your choice yeah and like it was and i i feel i I've absolutely butchered what he said. <laughs> um, but just the level of power that that quote had. Yeah. Like it was just, it was absolutely incredible. Well, that um, type of stuff's always, always powerful. And the main issue with me is I always want to find the solution, but then that kind of comes towards that whole white savior thing where it's like, mm-hmm. we want to come in, be like, yeah, we fucked up. I'm sorry. Let's move forward. You're all right. Sweet. We're good. Yeah. And then, but like I've heard it said and it's very accurate. Like you have to wait for, the oppressed or the affected or the the traumatized to come to you if they want something from you, right? Like we can't just, yeah, maybe, you know, white people, you know, we fucked it up, but like we can't just walk in and just solve it, right? As if the people aren't people, that they're just a a statistic or they're just a whatever. Like they have to want it, right? And until we're at that point where we're actually willing to work together and they actually want to work with us, it's never going to work, right? Well, no. The government hasn't found something that's going to work yet. Um, they're too pie in the sky about it. They're like overhead. They're like helicopters going over is sort of like as close to the issue as they seem to want to get. Yeah. Well, and this is my uneducated um, explanation or opinion on it. Yeah. That uh, like we, I don't know. Both sides have not found a solution yet. No. And like there's going to be a lot more working together that needs to happen before that solution's found. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've got my opinions on it, but are they based in anything? Yeah. No, probably not. Um, <laughs> At least you're aware of that, right? Yeah. But I remember really struggling too when I started to change my attitudes on this topic because I was reading more, because I was talking to more people and getting out there, like you said, and meeting people yeah. and talking with more people. Um, I remember talking to one of my professors um, for one of my indigenous education classes. And uh, I just said like, I've been talking to a few people and like I've I've got information now that has changed my mind and I'm trying to help these people understand because they've still got views that his views that now I don't agree with. Yeah. He just said he's like you're not going to change everyone. No. Like, Which is a tough thing to he, acknowledge. He just right? said like but you're yeah. gonna you're gonna try. Yeah. I know it's tough, but you're not going to change everyone. No. So and that that's kind of me on Facebook these days. I'll scroll through and I try my very best <coughs> to avoid Facebook whenever possible. Yep. But I'll scroll through. And I'm just like, that's wrong. Ah, I don't agree with that. Ah, am I sure about that? I should look into that a little bit more. Research, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. And like, I have to almost catch myself to, to not get involved because I'm like, I'm not going to change anybody's mind. I don't have the energy. I, I only have so much bandwidth to run on to keep things, you know, run smoothly for myself. Um, and I, I don't need to take that burden on and, and yeah. try to change these people's minds, right? But, it takes a lot of effort to have an yeah. internet fight. It's right. <laughs> and it goes nowhere. Like face to face might actually work somewhere because you can kind of see hear each other out, right? Exactly. Whereas just typing behind your keyboard, 
it's not the same. No, that's Facebook's absolutely toxic oh, for that kind of stuff. It's just, yeah. You're scrolling through and you're like, ugh. Yeah. Scroll down a little further. <laughs> ugh. Yeah. Which um, is it's designed to do. Right? That's exactly yeah. what it's there for. Um, but I mean, as far as like Facebook talks about monitoring stuff a lot better, and I, I understand you can't monitor everything, but no. the amount of stuff that ends up on there still, yeah. like, it just, I don't, I don't get it. And I don't know if people are trolling because that's a thing. <laughs> Some now. people I are. feel yeah. uh, feel with the times again now. You know, <laughs> saying that. Um, but I, I guess it's possible for people to have these views too, right? Yep. And so, and they, I'm sure people, and that's the thing. Speaking of empathy, we need to understand that. The people that have opposing views to say us or to anybody else, they're not necessarily bad people and they believe it as strongly on their side as say we do on our side for maybe different reasons, but it's not as though they're malicious about it, right? Or, yeah. or most of them. I think the vast majority of people, even if you disagree, are they're coming at it purely or honestly. Yeah. Um, whether they're wrong or not, even if I'm wrong all, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just it's fair to say or we need to be acknowledged that that's sort of a thing yeah well and i think too just to you know bite your tongue for five seconds yeah get past that initial gut reaction <laughs> now okay you've passed the point where you're willing to rip someone's head off because you disagree with them <laughs> yeah so yeah no rage here or anything yeah. um <laughs> but now I've, I've passed that point where i want to respond yeah okay now i want to understand you yeah why, what makes you say this as opposed to me just attacking you and you doing the same thing in response? Exactly. Yeah. Um, becomes defensive. And see, I should really practice what I preach. Likewise. And yeah. Try and do that, right? But no, in university, they made us do an assignment where they said, do everything the opposite during your day as you normally would. Oh, and wow. So that's interesting. They were like listening or listen to the opposite kind of music you normally would. Watch different kinds of TV shows, different kinds of movies. Yeah. Um, Get past your gut reaction and then journal what you think about it. Why do people, what do people get from this? What do they enjoy about it? I like that. I like that a lot. One of them. And they said that your goal is to try and accept everything that you come across, right? So I listened to jazz. Nice. Um, I I was like, you know, this is kind of catchy. I kind of like jazz. Because, right, like I'm I'm a metalhead through and through, right? Um, So then I was like, I wonder if there's like death metal that's too heavy for me. And there was. So... (laughs) But I was like, I can see what people get from it. I can yeah. see why they like it. So then I went to certain websites that I might not agree with. Yeah. So I, I ended up going to a few white supremacist ones. Ooh. And I was like, okay, this is going to be tough, but I'm going to try and understand these people. You're I'm going to try and, now. And I said, <laughs> these people. So I, I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to go too far and Don Cherry myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you can't be canceled. But I, 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 <laughs> I wanted to understand the views of the people who would use a website like this or create a website like this and try and really dig into the meaning and be like, okay, I can see at least have some empathy or understand. Yeah. And I couldn't No, And that was the one thing that I couldn't and that, but at least you made the effort, which I, is that, more than most people could. Or so would. We had to do a write up. Yeah. And that was the one thing that I was like, this is the one part that I failed. I cannot yeah. understand or get behind or see what. Yeah. Cause and, it's not reasonable. That's the thing. Not everything can be, rationalized right well and there is some like the understanding to where a person may feel oppressed and this yeah by doing something like this they've got power yeah sure i can understand that are there different ways that if it was me i would go about that uh, absolutely <laughs> yeah but yeah it, it was just it was really cool yeah to do something like that i like but, that idea everybody so, should be forced to do that i like so that to a apply lot. it to life and 
I guess it would broaden your horizons first off trying all these kinds of different things. But when it comes to a face-to-face conversation, be like, okay, I do not agree with you, but I want to know more about what you think. And you know what? Maybe you'll change my mind. You never know. So I try to say that I always have an open mind, that I'm not married to my ideas. It doesn't always come across. And like I want, I'm happy to, to talk about things, but sometimes I just can't because I either I get too mad or the person that's talking about it I question kind of their knowledge on it, right? Yeah. So I'm always just like, is it even worth bringing up that I don't agree? Like, is this going to become anything? And like, I'd rather just not talk about it sometimes. But at the very least, change my mind, right? That's that's the beauty yeah. of it. Like, I'd love, I like different ideas. Like, <laughs> yeah. If I, you know, on the other side is uh, is reasonable, then I'm I'm willing to to listen. But the white supremacist thing is out the window. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah trying to look at that from so many different angles and being yeah. like how. I want to understand you. Yeah. I want to, and like that, that's, that was the most extreme example I did. Yep. I'm trying to think, like it was even like what I eat on a day-to-day basis, oh, cool. like try to eat stuff that you normally wouldn't. Yeah. And, um, it wouldn't work was, if you I was actually watching do. Western movies. I hated Western oh, really? movies at that point. I love them now. Yeah. So that's one thing that I'm like, okay, I hated it. Yeah. I didn't understand it or know it. And as soon as I got to experience Western movies, I was like, you know what? They're pretty These good. These are pretty sweet. Yeah. So. It but, humanizes everybody, which is yes. kind of what we need to do more of. Like, it's easy. Again, you see online and just their username or their whatever. And like, ah, fuck that guy. But like when it's a person. <laughs> well, you can't see. Um, if you and I are chatting online and we're fighting online. Yeah. You can't see when you make me cry by saying something yeah, like right? that, right? And yeah. you feel pretty good about what you said. Yeah. But to say something face-to-face to someone and watch the hurt in their eyes yep. and watch them react. Yep. Like, my ass, you would say that to someone face-to-face. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And it just, I hate that. Like, yep. we need to have a respect. And this, now I'm preaching. And this <laughs> is not good. But, like... Just having a certain level of respect for one another. I mean, yeah. like you, you think this, which is the opposite of what I do, but I respect you as a person. I, I don't agree with what you're you're saying right now, but I respect you enough I as a person that I'm not going to cut you down exactly. and tear you a new one. Yep. I think on social media um, in general, um, <laughs> every account should have either your profile picture and your real name because then you can't hide behind, you know, whatever. There's certain newspapers that do that now. I've heard uh, that. Like online yeah. papers. Yep. That if you want to comment, it's your real picture. I think TSN real has name. that too, maybe. That'd be nice. Yeah. But if you want to comment on it, yeah. you need to be a real person. Yeah. I'm sure there's ways around of that. Course. You can have a burner account. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Uh, As people do. Yeah. But at least the mass, vast majority would uh And would you're be responsible for what you put out there. Exactly. Which yep. needs to be, right? If you be held accountable. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, like that. There's so many things that we could do better in this world, right? And we can't tackle them all at once. Nope, and certainly not save the world at this point. But uh, <laughs> one can, podcast at a time, boys and well, girls. What, what one is podcast um, at a time? I'm gonna. What does Jim Jeffries always say at the end of his show? We can all do better. Uh, and he's not wrong. No. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love Jim Jeffries, oh, and that is beauty. so unlike him to say something like it that. Is. But yeah. I know it's part of his shtick and. <laughs> But yeah, we can all do better. He's weirdly positive for such a curmudgeonly <laughs> Aussie, right? Him, but, and, uh, him and William Burr. Yeah. <laughs> just gems. Just <laughs> gems. Um, and we went to see both of them together. We have. Numerous times. Yep. So we do that again. We do. Anyone good coming? Not that I'm aware of, no. Me neither. <laughs> I haven't looked. <laughs> no. Always wait for Trevor to send. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's our... 
It's more on the ball. Or, uh, or finder, if yeah. you will. <laughs> the seeker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Of truth? Maybe. Yeah. That's what we're doing here. That doing is true. Here. Speaking of which, I blew your mind on the way here, which sounds really dirty, but that's not how I meant it. Um, <laughs> we, uh, because we all... Th- <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were talking about, again, kind of on some of the heavier stuff. We were on uh, residential schools, yeah. uh, basically about the people saying, and we don't have to touch on this too much. We'll move on to some, some lighter stuff, maybe. Um, but uh, <laughs> when... Well, basically, we're saying people often say, "Get over it." You know, why why can't they yeah. just get over it? It's done now. And I basically said, I was like, "Well, you know, because you said the last one closed when you were like eight, seven, yeah. or eight. And I was like, if they were still run, you know, you if you were indigenous, you could have gone there. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> which is not empathy uh, thing, right? Just like you said, like get over it. Why? Because it's convenient for you for right? people to get over it. Yeah. Like in it, and yeah, like we we talked about the last one closing in '96, yep. right? And like I, I, when I talk to my students, I tell them I was seven or eight yep. and I never have added that yeah. second point that if I lived in that area and I was of indigenous descent, like yep. I could have been in that school. Like, and that just, it honestly does blow my mind because when we talk about Canada as being this fantastic place and it is yep. for, for most people, right. Yep. Um, we, we don't talk about that dark history as no. often as we should and we need to no. acknowledge it. Um, which I guess is what we're doing today. Yeah, right. So. Well, even yeah, even things like slavery and whatever else, like it, people don't really associate Canada with slavery at all. And in most cases, it wasn't. But when we were under British rule, we had slavery was legal up until whatever that was, uh, eighteen fifteen or something like that. I think Britain should have been even earlier. I, I want to say because when was the Emancipation Proclamation? Uh, no, you're right. Actually, 18, 1865 would be the Eman- no Emancipation yeah. Proclamation. I think is 1863. Oh, okay. oh it was yeah, right before it was the, in the middle of the war. Okay, yeah, 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 two years in. Um, and I'm teaching this course right now, so <laughs> I, I better know that. I think Canada um, was like 18. I, I, f- I feel like I read it 1843 <coughs> or 18. 18- 34 or something either way it was slightly yeah. before and that's why yeah. they were they were tunneling slaves to, to canada right but um the fact that slaves existed in canada yeah. and you know racism is alive and well in a lot of places and that's sad it is yeah there's many other reasons to hate each other other than the color of your skin so why you know what i mean like that yeah. that's that's the least thing to yeah, <laughs> yeah no i and 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 what what basis like yeah. it, like give me a break i've actually but. seen it um there's a video of a black guy on a subway train and it, it's a big thing in asian cultures apparently that they think that black people are are dirty and they smell bad apparently it's really? like it's like a thing I, I don't know if it's just in chinese or just asia in general i'm not sure which countries but apparently it's like a known thing that they just think black people smell bad and that they're like disease carriers or whatever Ugh. so they the video is the guy he's sitting there and like this this asian lady sits down beside him and immediately just like covers her nose and like maybe he stinks like you know i don't know i don't know the guy like was I, this just a random video or did some yeah. guy do like a social experiment no it was or? just him by himself he just he uh he noticed it because he was sitting there he kind of he filmed it because she sat down she glanced over at him and immediately covered her nose and again maybe he stinks i don't know but the the theory was that it was he gets it a lot is what he was saying and it's very common really and i'm like ah shit like if you yeah. stink you stink but you can't just assume that every person stinks yeah that's <laughs> uh, yeah it's fun that's uh, that's rough to hear to watch that's yeah that's, yeah anyways let's, let's talk about dinosaurs um Ooh. that's right up your alley i think 
Um, so, you, again, like I said, you grew up Yonseed um, in the Morden area, which is... Is it... They, they have a lot of uh, marine fossils. Is it like most in the world, the deposit that, that we have here? Or is it just sort of most in Canada? Or is That's the claim. I don't know if it's ever been substantiated. Uh, I don't okay. know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because the same most in North America, like Kansas has a ton, so oh, okay, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, because it's all part of the same basin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like you do have some of the same sediments that like you can you can unearth here in Manitoba, and you're unearthing that same... Uh, oh, man, I should have done my terminology before coming here. But same, <laughs> you can make words uh, up. We don't know the difference. The same formation and member... Um, that you would have here, you can unearth that same uh, stratigraphy, if you will. Well, that's a big word. <laughs> that's a ten dollar um, word if I ever heard one. <laughs> yeah. What does that even mean, stratigraphy? So that's the layers of the Earth and the order that they're in. Oh. Uh, and by Earth, I'm I, I'm not talking like the Earth's structure or no, anything like yeah. that. But uh, when you have certain layers of sediment and there's certain minerals that are present, and then the layer above, like those minerals are no longer there, but those the layers look similar or they can look very different actually based on the layer you're in. Um, so if one's got, and I, I might just be BSing right now, but <laughs> I've found that if I sound confident when I do this, yeah. then, you know, People it's believe believable, you. right? Yeah. So just um, pretend. It's the so internet. I'm, I'm trying to not butcher this right now. <laughs> um, there was a layer that we were digging in that contained a lot more chalk, and that's what you see in Kansas with a lot of the marine sediments that they dig up. Okay. Um, so you're going to have more of a grayish sort of like layer of clay or shale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then depending, like if you have a lot of iron in it, you're going to have more of a rusty color, so a reddish brown, something like that. Um, you can have different consistencies of the soil. And so the um, fossils themselves would change colors based on oh, yeah. whatever they're in? Yeah, and depending on... So there's a certain layer that was my favorite thing to dig in. So it was the Millwood... Oh, what is it? The Millwood member of the Pierre Formation. <laughs> um, that thing held a ton of moisture. Okay. So a lot of the fossils that came out were jet black or they were oh, shiny. Cool. Um, and they just looked gorgeous, right? Yeah. But... Whether it was where we were digging or because of the moisture content in there, you would often find like just single fossils disassociated with anything else. Oh, yeah. um, there was one where we we found part of a, I guess I should say we. Uh, I used to work at the museum <laughs> in Morden, the Canadian Fossil Discovery Center. Yeah, um, I worked there every single summer uh, between university years of university and I got to take people on tours and dig up fossils of marine reptiles which was sweet yeah how many digs did you go on how many oh let's see let's let's try this because <laughs> right like your your first two months there so the university semester would end in April I guess so May June okay. you still have classes in elementary through high school yeah and that would be your school tours and then you have summer tours for the next two months of the summer there's no one there you're going out digging you're not staying in the museum unless you got to do something there right yeah so oh man how many digs because i i would count just going out by myself for a day and going on a dig sure i'd count going out there when i wasn't working there <laughs> um, so um, it's like hundreds you think oh yeah yeah easy cool. what's what's the what's the coolest fossil you found yourself coolest thing i found myself Ooh. 
This is tough because there was so much good stuff found as a team. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, well, even, even say you're on the team. Like, it doesn't have to be by yourself, but say that you were associated with. What's the coolest thing you guys found? Oh, man. So we found a Mosasaur in a Zyphact. And so Mosasaur... That's that big giant um, yeah, water imagine, one. That, imagine the a... Their, their closest living ancestor is a Komodo dragon. Oh, cool. So imagine that thing with no... I was going to say with no limbs. <laughs> and it would look like a snake. Yeah. But uh, it's got flippers instead and a big long tail. Um, can detach its jaws like a snake when it's swallowing prey. So you imagine this, and they they were they were up to like forty five fifty feet in length. Wow. Like they were massive, the biggest ones. Yeah. Um. So I feel like I sound like Donald Trump. They're adding so much to it and over like aggrandizing this. Um, no, it's that's fantastic. It's so we found what we thought was. I'm gonna be guessing here. I'm gonna be speculating, but like a a twelve foot mosasaur. Locked in combat with this 16-foot fish. Oh, wow. And um, the Mosasaurus flipper. So I'm. you guys are going to be hearing me describe this, and I'm going to be doing actions to Reg to try and <laughs> describe this. But yeah. if you look at your hand, you imagine that your fingers went out farther and it's all webbed in as like a large flipper. Sure. Basically, those bones were crunched into a ball, and we found the jaws of the fish very near there. So... Ah. Whether they were fighting, whether it was scavenging, whether that wasn't it at all. Oh, it's coincidence, um, yeah. Yeah. You're looking at something that happened roughly 80 million years ago, and you're hoping yeah. that you can make a story out of it, right? How, how um, is that possible, Matt? If <coughs> if the Earth's only 6,000 years old, how, uh, how could it possibly be 80 million years? Are you a liar? No, I don't teach math, and I'm not very good at math. So, um, <laughs> which again, so growing for me, up where this, we grow up, works. Um, how was uh, how was that working at the Fossil Discovery Center with uh, with some of the folks around town giving you shit? Um, so every now and again you would hear something, but it, it actually wasn't that bad. No. So er, early early Duda would get into arguments with people. <laughs> <coughs> After after a while, like I, I'd rather just hear people out, and I, I'd want to know what they thought, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, every now and again you would hear it. There, there would never be. I think I only got, I guess, quote unquote, preached at once or twice. But people were generally pretty good, and they would tell me why they didn't think it was millions of years old, and I would hear them out and say, "Well, this is the scientific side of the story," and yeah. I mean. Like you can choose to believe what you want, but this is the one that we at the museum um, support, and that's, and the uh, that's what we're teaching here. Scientific so. community. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, um, yeah, it's all good. But yeah, and it was it was interesting too because early on in the museum there was a section to illustrate the seven days of the creation of oh, yeah? the Earth, right? Yeah. So. That ended up being taken out. Um, it's kind of pandering, anyways. Well, in I don't know how do, how do you represent one religion and not re, exactly not represent more, right? Yeah. And so um, we replaced that with uh, oh, and see, I'm going to butcher this too, but with a uh, with a panel on uh, potassium argon dating. So uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Is that is that similar to carbon dating? Or is it a different type or what? Who I can't even answer that. No? I don't I don't know enough. Oh, okay. Um, I would say similar concept, but yeah, different yeah. method. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Now tell me this. I don't know if you can answer this either because you spent most of your time with with marine fossils. Um, you actually showed me a shark tooth fossil, legit, legit, which is super cool. Um, I still remember that. Um, I don't think I was actually allowed to be back there or to hold the fossils, but 
doesn't matter. That's right. Yeah. So luckily I was so you don't, excited to give it to her. Luckily, you don't work there anymore. But then <laughs> we went into the, the little back room there. You're like, oh, man, this is real. Oh, the other ones out there are replicas. This one's real. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty dope. Anyways, um, when they're because the main thing that people remember is uh, like raptors have feathers now and stuff and, and other yeah, yeah. dinosaurs do. How, how can they tell if it's just bones? Um, that you can find, or or there have there been more complete specimens they found that that could somehow have evidence of feathers? Are, oh, are you aware of how this they is... how they come up with that? So one of the theories, um, and and again, this is just based on my understanding. It could be completely out sure. in left field, okay? Yeah. But it's more than so I know. So this is my uh, my public service announcement <laughs> that what you're about to hear might not be accurate. Welcome to um, the Two Idiots Podcast. So. <laughs> So some of these, so take raptors, for example, um, they find similarities in the, the skeletal structure to birds today, whether that be like what I can speak about is like some of the birds that we found, some of the marine birds. Um, so hollow bones for one. Okay. Yeah. (coughs) Now I'm not sure if that's consistent when you look at raptors or T-Rex or anything like that, any of these dinosaurs that, um, they say had feathers, right? Yeah. Um, and whether the feathers were the same kind of feather and the same kind of density as birds today. Sure. Um, I think they found bones where I'm, I'm trying to think if it was like a feather imprint or I don't know. I, I, I want to say like you think of a feather, you think of the stem, right? Yeah, typically. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they found evidence of, um, it's probably not even called the stem, but <laughs> Whatever. evidence of like where those would be or. Yeah. So it's just mostly speculation, but kind of conjecture and, and educated um, guesses or something. I, I don't even know if it would be speculation anymore at this point. Like okay. I, 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 I think they found enough evidence to, to tie this theory to dinosaurs. Sure. Right. <clears throat> and of course that wouldn't be for all dinosaurs. Right. But yeah, I, like I did a lot of reading about this when I was at the museum, and yeah. since then I've kind of fallen <laughs> off the wagon. Oh, I just thought of something. This is gonna be really dumb, um, but until recently I didn't realize that. It, and when I th- actually thought about it, it clicked. But I never even thought about it, that back in the day, dinosaurs and reptiles were different, right? Yeah. So basically, well, it depends on what you're talking about. Okay. So, but did they? Weren't they? <sighs> So say back in back in the day, were there not dinosaurs and reptiles though? Yeah. And then was there some that were both or something? Or like because dinosaurs are a separate species. Yeah. So. Oh, how I'm trying to think about how to word this now that I don't sound like the dope I am, right? <laughs> so you would have had reptiles still. So take snakes for example. Take um, crocodiles. Yeah. They would have been there. Not a reptile, but squids were there, uh, which is awesome. They've been forever. <coughs> so the kraken was there. Um, <laughs> yeah, like crocodiles were massive. So yeah. I'm trying to think of the names of them right now because I'm avoiding your question like a good politician would. <laughs> um, so you had two named Dinosuchus and Sarcosuchus, okay. uh, crocodiles, which were absolutely massive. Yeah. Um, so and, the, and I don't want to speculate on length, but like I don't think... I don't think forty feet is out of the question. Wow. So you imagine a crocodile yeah. of that size, like that's yeah. that's intense. And they are they're the descendants <coughs> or are the ancestors of current crocodiles? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, so even in uh, prehistoric Manitoba, up near Dauphin, Manitoba, they found one uh, named Termin and Eris. Termin and Eris? Termin. Oh, Termin. Eris, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the length of that crocodile, but yeah, up near Dauphin, they found one of those. And uh, yeah, they brought it into the CFDC that we were able to help them prep it. Cool. um, it, It was super cool. But yeah, to answer your question, so... You would have had reptiles that that would have lived at the same time. Um, of course, there is a. See, this is this is tough for me to say. I, I want to say this scientifically accurately enough that it's actually correct. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the attitude was that the two were related, right? Okay, yeah. So you would have had reptiles living at the same time. I I haven't kept up with like. Are dinosaurs still considered classified as reptiles? Like, were they their own? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's what I always. Now that you mentioned it, that's kind of I guess what I always thought that <coughs> that they were kind of like. Are we talking animal kingdom classifications? Like, so you've got know. your reptiles, your mammals, your yeah. fish. Your oh birds. yeah, I guess. Like, are we talking that kind of classification? Because then they or? would they would fall underneath that. Then I guess. I don't even know. Like, yeah. I, it's been so long since I've huh. and see. I never thought about it. I like was that. true. Yeah. Paleontologist, I would know this. But <laughs> how come? How come you never became one? Uh, there were no options. Oh, no. Options. I would have otherwise. I yeah. would have wanted to be Doctor Grant. <laughs> no, um, that's a really good question. Well, really, at U of M, there were no paleontology options. I guess I could have went through the sciences and done it that way. But yeah. no, I decided my first year of university to take University One. Yeah, which is. Try everything you want for the same price as you'd pay for a universe for your university. Yeah, and that year I learned everything that I don't want to do. <laughs> um, did take a course called Evil in Global Religion though, which was Ooh. probably one of the coolest courses I've ever taken. Yeah, um, but yeah, took my U one stuff and decided to go down the history rabbit hole and uh, ended up becoming a history teacher. So cool. I mean. Paleontology was an option. Would I have done that? Yeah, Heck yeah, that would be kind of neat. I've often thought about, it, but then, then I think about the hours and hours and hours of like painstaking, like cleaning of all the little tiny bones and taking it. I feel like that would suck. Well, I just want to be an explorer. Yeah, well, yeah, that'd be yeah. the fun part. You a find prospector. it, and yeah. then you get all the interns to do all the digging. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys unearth this. I'm gonna go find a new, a new one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it'd be kind of neat. All right, um, rank the Jurassic Park movies. Go. Ooh. I haven't even seen them all. That's oh, which like, ones are, have you are not we seen? including Jurassic World in this? If like, we must, where there's sure. a, a dinosaur in her room and it <laughs> makes it like a scary movie, and then he shoots it. Like this is stupid. Um, and you knew this would get me fired up too. Yeah. Like, so number one, of course, I might have to go one, two, three. <sighs> Jurassic Park three is garbage. Well, yeah, but I'm not going to put Jurassic World ahead of it. You don't think so? I can't do that. Yeah. Although, wait a minute, there is a Mosasaur in it, though. Right? Like when the shark's going across the... Yeah, snaps it out. Yeah. And doesn't it breach or something, Made it, you know, like five times larger than it would be in real life. (laughs) Of course. Why not, right? Like you're genetically engineering things at at Jurassic World. Yeah. But... uh, And training raptors, apparently, and then are going to turn them into super soldiers, which is super flawed. Stupid. Like... I, that's what my my biggest pet peeve is. Um, in any movie, when the villain's plan is more convoluted than it needs to be, yeah. then it then that doesn't make sense, and you've lost me. <laughs> well, okay, so go back to Jurassic Park three. Yeah, 
right? Dr. Grad's back. So yeah. that scores a point. What's the premise There's of that one again? Spinosaurus, which is Spinosaurus. wicked. I forget that one. The one with the big spine on its well, back. Well, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I assume that's where the name came from. <laughs> no, you're just getting mad. Just, um, but I, at least I think it's that one where... So they, they do research and they they have the they 3D print the throat cavity oh, of a raptor, right? And he blows into yeah. it and it makes the sound of the raptors and it confuses them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was cool, that yeah. concept. But... Then you go to Jurassic World where he's like, whoa, and he can control yeah. the route. That's stupid. <laughs> like they're dogs. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry if you like Jurassic World. No, um, we shit on a lot of movies here. It's okay. But Jurassic Park 1. Yeah. Power goes out. T-Rex comes through and you hear its roar for the first time. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. Jurassic Park 2, you have a T-Rex in the city. Worst part of the movie. But... What the heck's the concept of that again? The dinosaurs are living free by themselves. Yeah, they, and they have to go back and pick up... What is it now? Because, yeah, it's basically the old guy whose name I'm for, I'm blanking on. Um, Hammond. Yeah, Hammond. He sends the team back to get... And Vince Vaughn's in it. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> uh, fuck, I forget what they're, why they're going back. But they have to either pick someone up or someone went missing there. I think I think someone went missing and it's like his grandkid or something. That's number three. Is it? Okay, I that's think. what I remember. Right, way, where he's to, hiding in a dumpster and dumping T-Rex pee over everything to keep other animals oh, away. And I forgot. It's stupid. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think the second one, they have to either pick something up or get a sample or whatever the hell it was. Because he's going to send Ian Malcolm back, but Ian Malcolm's girlfriend went. Yeah. And then Ian Malcolm's daughter is a stowaway. Oh, and yeah, yeah, she yeah. she sneaks yep. into the trip and then shows off her gymnastics <laughs> and kills her after, which is awesome. Um, yeah, the second one's not bad. It's not great. It's not bad. It's okay. Best um, scene in that movie when they're going through the long grass and the raptors are hunting them. Yeah, you see them hunting as a pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one dude screams and like shines his flashlight in his own face. And yeah, best scene <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> I miss them. I need to rewatch them all. But yeah, I think. Hmm. I think you might have to be right. I think the third one might. Well, no. I, mean, I didn't really like Jurassic World, but it was too. It sounds silly. It was too Hollywood in a way that the first one. Should have been, but wasn't, if that makes sense. Because yeah. it's like the first one is epic and amazing and like CG, not CG, but like special effects. And yeah, yeah. It's CG as well. Um, but not in a way that felt campy and kind of like um, pandering to the masses, right? It's just, it, it was and what Newman's it was. Newman's in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, nobody cares. <laughs> um, but exactly. So I think that that's obviously number one. Uh the last two, Jurassic World and Jura- whatever the other one, Jurassic Fallen World. Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. I watched it. Couldn't even tell you what it's about. I haven't seen it yet. I don't remember. Uh, what That's the one about. where it's in a room and it then he shoots yeah, it in the head. Yeah, probably. Lives. I think so. I don't remember. Just stupid. It, uh, it literally went into my head and then immediately <laughs> disappeared. So, yeah, I think we could probably, probably in exact chronological order is probably yeah. the way that they, uh, <laughs> they should be ranked. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I love those movies. They helped get me into dinosaurs. Yeah, and, which uh, is actually what, um, like the paleontology, whatever scientific community credits. Um, there's a huge influx in why kids nowadays love dinosaurs and why like it became a thing even when we were in school. Why dinosaurs were just top top of the food chain. <laughs> um, Jurassic Park, like it just people watched it and it just it clicked something in our brain oh, yeah. like everybody's crazy about dinosaurs so I, I got a I got a ranking for you now now okay. I gotta commandeer this okay. uh, this show yeah. okay so the opening weekend of Jurassic Park yeah 
I believe there was three other fantastic movies that came out on that same weekend. And you've got to correct me if I'm wrong here. I think you're probably right. But Shawshank Redemption. Yep. I believe Forrest Gump. Yep. Was that same weekend. And there's one other that I am blanking on right now. I think it's Mrs. Delphire, isn't it? Or Lion King. Ooh. Could it be Lion King? Because I think Mrs. Delphire was 93. Was that the same Jurassic Park? Oh, man. Let me check. I'm yes. pretty sure they all they all come pretty close to the same. Because there's, um, there's four fantastic movies that share that same opening weekend. Yeah. And watch what you look up right now. Prove us both wrong. <laughs> and be like, it's none of those movies that you just listed. Let's see here. Uh, box office mojo. Um, yeah, I know that that year was huge, though. Um, I'm really mad that I'm forgetting this. I'm not going to lie. I had it open here the other day. Let's see here. Where is it here? <coughs> um, I'm sure Jurassic Park, Forrest Gump, and Shawshank. There's... I was going to say Armageddon, but that's way too late. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually know what year that was, but I don't think... Okay, so this is the wrong year, but... Do you think Tesla's new truck looks like one of those vehicles that drove on the asteroid? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah. It does. It also sort of looks like the Warthogs from Halo. I am I have a GameCube. Uh, I can't relate. Fair enough. Sorry. Um, so this is domestic weekend chart for June 11th, 1993. What do we have here? It's oddly specific. It is. It's it's what the internet's for. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> that's <laughs> but that's right, for the that week, so movie. that's not that's not the opening weekend. I'm having a tough time finding it here. I did have there was a website once that I uh, that I looked all that up. Um, actually, I can just check. Um, opening weekend. So that's. I was going to say, we're just going to sit here on devices right now. I'm going to breathe into the microphone heavily <laughs> as I get more excited as I get to the results. Yeah. Fuck. I'm having a tough time finding it here. Um, yeah, I can't find it. Um, let's see here. But anyway, yeah, I remember 93 was because I know Mrs. Delphire was 93. Um, and um, so was Jurassic Park. And theatrical releases. Um, this is riveting radio, but um, <laughs> the film premiered. It won't show the other uh, box office. By the end of the like, and I'm believing the a meme right now. You're believing a meme. Yes, here we are. That October of 1994, Forrest Gump, Shawshank Redemption, Jurassic Park, and Pulp Fiction. But not, it was it didn't come out in 94. What didn't? Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, fine. They were all in theaters at the same time. Ah, okay. That okay, makes sense. Okay, so... Because this is June... Wow. Would it have been in theaters for a year and a half? It was that good. Well, it Let's was. not kid ourselves. Well, I know, but release date, June 9th, 1993... Um, and for it to run till October of 94? Sure. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But either way, that 93 and 94, there's some heavy hitters there. Um, so out of those, am I supposed to rank them? Heck yeah, you are. Okay, so what was that? Even even so, regardless of when they got released. So Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump, Shawshank, and Jurassic Park. Oh, oh. Well, I just went to my first bubble gum shrimp in Hong Kong. It's weird. So that raises the rank? Not at all. If anything, it lowers it. it. 
It's uh, it's, yeah, it's just kind of typical American food. Too much mediocre. Um, anyways, let's see. Um, so I don't know. I might get shit on, but personally, Shawshank Redemption is my favorite movie of all time, or at least one of them. Understandable. Love it. So Shawshank Redemption Uno, and then so that's Pulp Fiction, Jurassic Park, and uh, Forrest Gump. Uh, so Jurassic Park two. Number two, and then we go Forrest Gump and Pulp Fiction. Ooh, yeah, this could lead to arguments. Yeah, it could. I I like Pulp Pulp Fiction, but to be honest, I've only probably seen it a couple of times, and not for like a decade. So, I've, it's on my list on Netflix to rewatch, and so that might change my ranking. But I really enjoy Forrest Gump because it's silly and it's kind of fun. But, yeah, uh, don't get me wrong, Pulp Fiction is a classic, but. I personally I've always found that movie hard to get into. Which Pulp Fiction? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what it is, but That's fair. I mean and, and Quentin Tarantino is very like Reservoir Dogs, not for me. No, I don't get into that was it. a tough one as well. Yeah. Django or Inglorious Bastards. Mm. Loved it. Just total overt violence. Is yeah. <laughs> but did you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. I I watched part of it on the plane and it's uh it's good. I like it. I'm not super familiar with the the because uh, it kind of follows the story of um, Charles Manson. Oh, okay. Like the Manson murders and stuff. So I'm not familiar on the details of that, so that kind of throws it off. But for what I watched, I liked it a lot. It's good. Quentin Tarantino is always, always good. Um, anyways, what else should we talk about? <laughs> we uh, we could probably start dialing it down actually soon. Um, i trying to think what I was going to Our wives are waiting. Eh, what's new? That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank here. All of a sudden, do fantasy hockey? We could do that. <laughs> ben Rothwell fought in the UFC last night. Why does that name sound My familiar? Favorite guy. Oh he yeah, looks like a big baby with a beard like me. <laughs> um, he's probably got an entire foot on me. He fought a guy who was seven feet tall last night. Holy shit! And all that guy did was kick. It was uh, fantastic. <laughs> He's like that dude in Street Fighter, the guy that always crouches with the long legs. Ooh, uh, what the fuck's his name? I can't say it right, but <laughs> say it however you think it's said. Ooh, I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna start with a D or an S. <sighs> don't remember. Kicking guy. I was say it was Dolan, but Rasmus. It was. Uh... Oh no, it's not even gonna show me the right guy because I didn't Google it right. It's just showing me. Uh... Ryu, not Ryu. God damn it! Yeah, he wears red with the blonde hair. Uh, no, that isn't that Ken or something. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, but that's not who I'm thinking of. <laughs> thinking of like the brown guy who looks like East Indian, and he like gets down yeah. and kicks shit. Yeah, and he could like his arms and his legs stretch. Yeah, what the fuck's his name though? Well, I haven't played that game in ages. Me neither. It is uh oh uh mm, yeah Dalsim, or Dalsim, 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 something. Something. It's a name. <laughs> so yeah, again, riveting radio. Um, so I guess yeah, the decade's coming to a close, which I found kind of interesting. I was going through some articles today, just kind of like I didn't realize that we were almost to the end of the <laughs> year. Um, I guess I don't know if you'd remember, but uh, what's a the best movie you watched in the 2010s? Oof. <laughs> before before I even say that, when you're like the decade's coming to a close. I'm like, oh, I wonder what the year 2000 was like. Like, that's where my brain still is. <laughs> yeah. So Y2K. Yeah. That was scary. <laughs> um, We'll talk about Doomsday Preparation another day. Yeah. But, no, best movie I watched in the 2010s. 
Like, I don't know if I get into anything beyond, like, 2008, 2009, to yeah. be completely honest with you. Watched Jumanji last night, the like new the one. The new one? That was pretty good. It's okay. But the best movie that I've watched in the 2010s, oof. Do you have one on your mind already that you can tell me what it is for well, you? Well, to be honest, like, I tried. Show me how it's done. The, <laughs> the first movie that came to mind was uh, The Dark Knight, which is 2008. <laughs> so, no, that doesn't count. <laughs> I got a speeding ticket going to the the, uh, the debut of Dark Knight. <laughs> it was the night before. And I flew through a construction zone. Uh-oh. Worth it, though. Oh, completely. My father was a drinker. <laughs> and a fiend. Um, and yeah. here... We go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, excellent movie. But I, yeah, I have the same. I have the same problem. When I actually have to think of what I've done or watched, it just all disappears. I don't know what. Uh, I mean, I've definitely watched some incredible movies over the past couple of years. Um, I tend to. I tend to try and watch like you know the Oscar buzz movies and whatever yeah. else. And um, but nothing just jumping out at me right they now. They don't stick with me how they used to, right? Like movies used to have a larger importance to me and. As far as anything created after 2010, like, I feel like I've only been watching kids' movies. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's only been for a year, but... Yeah. It's hard. <sighs> um, yeah, and, and I think it's because we have just have too much to take. Oh, like I'm TV. trying to remember... Coco. Oh, great phenomenal. movie. Phenomenal. Great movie, yeah. So I might actually <laughs> just use that as mine, because in all, in complete honesty... Yeah. Um, the end of that movie choked me up. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna yeah. lie. It has to. You'd be heartless if it doesn't. My wife hates that movie. What? I don't think she made it through the whole thing, though. I will give her that. <sighs> but she was but, watching it with my niece and nephew, who had very little interest in it, uh, and so I could see how if you're not interested in it as a yeah. child, and then you're the adult watching with those kids, I'll give her that. Sure. But, Benefit of the doubt, I guess. But like. I watched that movie for the first time without kids. Yeah. And I loved it. It's great. Well, I watched it with uh, with my little guy. Yeah. And he, uh, I, I don't think he could have cared less. No, but he, probably not. He sat there and he, he watched it. So the occasional bright color and the movement. and yeah. Well, it, was, it was a nice break from the Wiggles, right? <laughs> I don't know. I've never even watched the Wiggles. Uh, I'm, I, I'm I wouldn't start if you don't have to. No, that's okay. Um, but I think the Wiggles get far too much flack. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> You're a Wiggles apologist? Uh, sort of, yeah. <laughs> No, like it's a lot of their music. Like people are like, oh, it's so annoying, and the lyrics suck. Well, yeah, it's kids' music. It's yeah. not gonna have you know Grammy winning lyrics. Oh, but it's like people on drugs dancing for kids. Uh, okay. The Wiggles. Yeah. Well, that was the Teletubbies. Wow, which cool. I think, yeah, it was. <laughs> That's a bit messed so, up. So the Wiggles, and it's funny because I talk about this to teachers and EAs that I work <laughs> with, um, that I don't hate them. They, they base a lot of their stuff off of certain rock and roll tunes and then they uh. kind of change up the wording a little bit and the beat a tiny bit just to, I guess, avoid royalties. But um, <laughs> yeah, some of it's not too terribly bad. And then every now and again, they'll bring in, can I can I even call it an Irish jig? Like, is that what it would be? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But it was fantastic. <laughs> if you Google the song, I'll tell me ma. Man, is it a good song. I'll tell me ma. So not, not necessarily the Wiggles version, but... <laughs> Like so, the Irish Rovers do a version. I love of the it Irish Rovers. And, yeah, yeah. So it, it's phenomenal, and then you can get a nice techno version. You know, a little <laughs> more upbeat. But so the Wiggles are all right. It just it always makes me so uncomfortable when I see grown people um, pretending to be I don't know. They're <laughs> catering to kids, just like um, um, 
uh, Blippy on fucking YouTube. What's Blippy? Oh <laughs> man, your kid might enjoy it. He might be a little young, but the guy is like um. It's like a grown man that actually I'll find a picture of him. So, you. did Mr. Dress Up or Fred Penner make you uncomfortable as a child? No, I loved Mr. So Dress Up. So, if you were to watch it today, would they make you uncomfortable? Fred Penner always made me uncomfortable, but uh, Mr. Dress Up never did. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, something about it. He annoyed me. Mr. Rogers, did you ever watch him? No, I didn't. Oops. Because there is... Oh, that's not right. <laughs> Hold on. Um, is there not a movie... With Tom Hanks playing yeah. Mr. Rogers. Yep. That's, is it in theaters now? Um, I'm actually not sure. It's coming out soon if it isn't, if it hasn't already. Because I heard it was glorious. I don't think I'll see it. So that's Blippi. That's Blippi, eh? B-L-I-P-P-I. That's what he ends all his videos with. And he's like a guy going, <laughs> and he's just like, oh, hi, kids. We're going to play down the slide. <laughs> I would have spelled it with a Y. It's terrifying. Two and Ys. this guy got famous from like, Shitting on his buddy on YouTube or something. True. True story. Like we're talking like making fun of your buddy or literally. No, he would like, I think I'm going to find it. Um, shit on friend. Um, but he was like. one <laughs> What of the, a thing to search. Now you're flagged. Yeah, right. Oh, well, I probably wouldn't be the first time. Um, so according to. Yeah. Buzzfeed here. I'll trust him. Um, yeah. So. Headline is Kids YouTube star Blippy regrets the viral video in which he poops all over his friend. Um, so yeah, he's uh, apparently he's a wildly popular YouTube kids entertainer. You might dismiss him as an eccentric thirty-year-old man in an orange bow tie and bright orange glasses. Um, the same age as me. <laughs> yeah, maybe we've met. He's real special. Uh, but yeah, he has three point five million subscribers on YouTube. Um, his real name is Stephen John, and before he began performing as a twee whatever that means, 21st Century Clown. He was a filmmaker in L.A. Um, so he created comedy videos under the moniker Steezy Grossman, um, including low-budget, low-brow comedy videos with titles like Turd Boy and Underwear Man. Uh. And Blippi is hardly John's first brush with internet fame. <coughs> in a hard R-rated twist in a 2013 video that BuzzFeed News has viewed, Stephen Blippi John takes an explosive diarrhea shit on his nude friend's ass in a truly <laughs> shocking rendition of the Harlem Shake meme. <laughs> Hey, I just want to know. I, I would love to be in the room when this idea came together and they were planning yeah. this and being like, this is what we're going to do. Here's how I see it working out in a positive way for us. Yeah. Like, it was just, is it any was, attention good attention? Well, in, on YouTube, maybe, because he's one of those like shock, quote unquote, comics, comic. I guess. Or shock, uh, or uh, whatever they called it. Um, but yeah, he's uh, <laughs> that's sort of what he was known for before. And then he kind of started this kid thing, so... Um, yeah, I'd let my kid watch that. Yeah. yeah. Even knowing the... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, Not it, a chance. It's... The show itself is... It, kid, it Like, he kind of teaches kids, like, numbers and counting and all that type of jazz. So, and like, like Sesame Street did. Sort of, yeah. In a way. But it's got, it's like more interactive. Like, he'll be in, like, a car. Or like he'll like go to, like, an air uh, airport hangar and he'll, like, talk about planes and talk... It's 90, it's, 100, 110, 120, 130, as he, 140. As he takes a hit of Coke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't. But yeah, those shows always make me so uncomfortable. Um, 400 RPM, 500 <laughs> RPM. <laughs> Red line. Just ripping through the, through the streets with a kid. Oh, that's um, brutal. But yeah, so anyways, he, he pooped on his friend and that was his first... Um, <laughs> Brush with fame. The result is uniquely millennial hybrid of Mr. Rogers and Jake Paul. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Uh, What's the difference between Jake Paul and Logan Paul? Is there a difference? They're brothers. I think they're the exact same. That's okay. all I know. Aaron Paul's a good guy, though, from Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, him. <laughs> I don't think he's related. I hope not, for his sake. Um, <laughs> he gets lost in the shuffle. Anyways, this episode has gone way off the rails, talking about poopy blippy and uh, and other shit. But anyways, we should probably shut her down. Like you said, wives are waiting, and uh, <laughs> we should probably go back. So, is we there anything you wanted to, to touch on? We didn't on? even talk hockey. We didn't. I can't believe it. Hockey. Hockey's what? fun. Hockey's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think there's anything else I got. This yeah, was fun. It was I good. thoroughly enjoyed myself. Yeah. And we knew we'd end up talking about poop at some point, so that's true. I mean. And uh yeah, creepy child entertainers. Um there's always a little bit of darkness there. Like the guy that was um um wasn't there the guy that played Barney got like put away for Coke or some shit or in a crack or whatever it was. Um, that's crazy. I think it could be. I think. Uh, and then same with the guy that was in Blues Clues. I think he got put away for like beating a prostitute or something, or doing coke or crack or something. Wasn't that the ShamWow guy? Him too, but he's not a child entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> but there does seem to be something weird about some uh, connection. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the guy that that um, that speaks for Elmo? He's like a six foot six black guy. Yeah, didn't they? Um, they made a documentary on that, did they not? Oh, probably. Being Elmo. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Never watched it. <laughs> Aware of its existence. Oh, pfft. yeah. Anyways, like I said, there's something messed up with childhood entertainers, but or child entertainers, <laughs> but uh, do what they got to do. Um, yeah. So we didn't really talk about hockey, but that just means you have to come back when right. Randy's here, and then we can we can we can real really get into it. Ooh, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well. If there's nothing else you want to bring up, we can uh, we can dial it down. I think it's that time. We're good. We're good. Wonderful. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you did, if you made it this far, thank you. <laughs> um, find us on Instagram at 2ADH Podcast, on Facebook, 2ADH Podcast, and on Twitter, 2ADH Show. Um, send us an email at doubleidiotspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to say hi or send Randy a dick pic like usual, um, he loves them. Um, I don't know... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt's not much of a social media guy, so we can leave him in the shadows. But um, I prefer to work off the grid. <laughs> yeah, Interna- international Matt of mystery. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's again. Be sure to subscribe, um, rate, review, tell people, spread the word, boy, folks, and so we can bring more people like like Mister Duda on the show. <laughs> Rock on, awesome. Um, so thank you, sir. It was fun. It was a blast. Let's do it again soon. Sounds good to me. All right, folks. See you later. Bye.